Matthew chapter 5, verse 21. Jesus said, You have heard that it was said by them of old time, Thou shalt not kill. And whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. But I say unto you that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whosoever shall say to his brother Raka shall be in danger of the council, but whosoever shall say thou fool shall be in danger of hellfire. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there remember that your brother has aught against thee, leave there thy gift before the altar and go thy way. First, be reconciled to thy brother and then come and offer thy gift. Agree with thine adversary quickly while you are in the way with him, lest at any time the adversary deliver thee to the judge and the judge deliver thee to the officer and thou be cast into prison. Verily I say unto thee, thou shalt by no means come out till you have paid the uttermost farthing. We're going to talk about the liberty of reconciliation today. Praise the Lord. Let's pray together one more time. Jesus, thank you for your word. And Lord, thank you for liberty. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you, Lord, for your words that give us instruction to be better. Help us now, God, to receive this today so we can be the body that you've always desired us to be. We ask it in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. One more time, clap your hands to the Lord before you're seated. And give him some praise this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You can be seated. God bless you. The liberty of reconciliation. Reconciliation is a little different than just forgiveness. In you know, when we think of reconciliation, oftentimes we think of what it says to us, what Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians in chapter 5 and verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away and all things are made new. All things are of God who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. And now this is important. He has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. To wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and he hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. So there's no doubt, and we know that people need to be reconciled to God. And he, Paul was writing, he said, as believers, as leaders in the church, we are basically preaching to you in Christ's place as he's not here in the flesh with us anymore, but imploring you, be reconciled to God. In other words, get things right with the Lord. To be reconciled is to be brought back into divine favor when it uh, pertains to our relationship with God. And it brings us back into the place that God always intended us to be with, in perfect harmony and fellowship with him. And we know that we do that through obedience to the gospel, that we uh, follow his commandments, uh, that we do justly love mercy and walk humbly with our God. That's We're walking in reconciliation. But 
two things uh, that Paul said there. He's given us a ministry of reconciliation and a word of reconciliation. And so while we are imploring people to be in favor and be back in the right relationship with God, reconciliation is also used to keep harmony and unity in the church. We need harmony and unity in the church. The scripture says, let brotherly love continue. We need to make sure that we are the leaders. We are the forefront of the movement that the church loves each other. We've got to love the world just like God did, for God so loved the world, and we should. We should love every soul and try to have compassion on them as Christ did for everybody else. The Bible tells us to forgive others as Christ has forgiven us. And so I want to make sure that I'm loving people the way that God loves people. But inside the church walls, it is very important for this body to function correctly. It needs reconciliation. The word reconciliation has been given to us. You can, of course, say that's the word. It means the preaching of the word to reconcile people to God. But it's also the word of reconciliation is wherever we find in the scripture that it talks about us being reconciled. And while it does tell us to be reconciled unto God, it also tells us to be reconciled to each other. Yeah? We've got a, you know, in in this flesh this humanity, we're going to have problems. It comes with the territory. It's a part of the package. Even among born-again, Holy Ghost-filled believers, brothers and sisters in the Lord, saved, sanctified, shouting, running, rolling believers, we still sometimes hit those speed bumps. We hit those potholes, We things that kind of get us out of line and and so while we talk about God's mercy and with grace and forgiveness, we have to also talk about reconciliation and not just among the world, but amongst ourselves. In John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35, Jesus said, A new commandment I give unto you, talking to his disciples, that you love one another as I have loved you, and that you also love one another. By this, all men shall know that you are my disciples, if you have love one to another. He said, the way this world will recognize you is mine. And I know we've heard this, and we've read this, and so I know that, Pastor, yeah, but man, it's got to be more than just knowing it's in this book. We've got to put this into action. And we have got to love one another, but we've got to love one another the way God has loved us. There has got to be mercy. There has got to be grace. There needs to be forgiveness, but then there needs to be reconciliation because God did not just forgive us and then push us to the outside, but he reconciled us unto him. He drew us near to him by the blood of Jesus. He put us back in favor with him uh, through that reconciliation. He gave us, uh, put us back in the right relationship with him. It doesn't mean that he liked anything we did wrong, but he loves us more than our wrong. 
You don't have to always be approve, approving of people's wrong, but you should love people past their wrong. Now, don't think that I'm some kind of idiot and thinks that's just a well, snap of the fingers. You can do that. Because I understand that hurts can run deep and wrongs, and, and sometimes it's not just things that people said, it's things that people done. People have suffered at the hands of others, and uh, that is not something you just get over on your own, in your own flesh. That's why the church needs the ministry of reconciliation and the word of reconciliation because Paul said it came from God. God has given this body of believers, the church, his bride, he doesn't want to lose any of them. He's always trying to add to it. But he said, while we're trying to add to the body, we don't want to lose any of the body. This bride ain't trying to lose weight. It's trying to gain it. And the Lord doesn't want us to lose any. And so he has given things for the body. Mercy, grace, forgiveness, love, reconciliation. That helps the body stay healthy. That helps the body stay unified. That helps the body be what God always intended it to be. We would not be who we are in him if it was not for the reconciliation. We wouldn't be close to him. We could be forgiven, but we couldn't be his. We couldn't be used. We couldn't be part of the ministry of the body. We, we would be part of the kingdom. We'd just be forgiven people that had no access to God. But because of reconciliation, we can find things in the scripture that we can come boldly before his throne and find help or that we can confess our faults and he's faithful to forgive us. We, we can uh, just embrace the scriptures. He will not leave us comfortless, but he will come to us and he's always with us and he never leaves us or forsakes us. In 1 John chapter 2, in verse 9, John, again, writing, just reiterating things that Jesus had taught and just expounding on those things. He that saith he is in the light. Now, Jesus said, as long as I'm in the world, I'm the light of the world. We know that God is light. So if we say we're in God, but we hate our brother, we're in darkness even until now. But he that loves his brother abides in the light and there's no occasion of stumbling in him. There's, when you are at just determined to be at odds with somebody, you're always trying to get your balance. He said, but when you love your brother, when you know you love them, it doesn't mean, again, that you are agree, in agreement with what they've done. God isn't in agreement with things we do a lot of times, but he loves us. But he says, when you love your brother, you abide in the light. You're, you're acting like God would act. You're acting the way Jesus would act. And when you do that, there is no occasion of stumbling in him. Man, when you start harboring hurt and ill feelings and, and when you get jealousies and envies against people and it begins to build up in your heart, man, you're off balance because you're double-minded because that's not the mind of God. And the Bible says a double-minded man is unstable. He's unstable in all his ways. Everything he does. You, you know, if you've ever had that where something just got you and you couldn't get it out of your mind, you couldn't get over it for a while, 
It didn't matter what you were doing. You could be doing your favorite thing that you like to do, and that little old black cloud would just be there and bother you, and you couldn't even really enjoy what you enjoy doing. You, you, you could be sitting in a deer stand somewhere thinking, oh, it's a good day. I love the deer hunting. And while you're sitting there and it's quiet and you're thinking, you start thinking of that thing. Oh, you're just mad. Just having conversations in your head, what you'd tell them if you saw them right now. And, or if they walked through the woods right now, oh, it'd be a, different, be a different trophy on the wall. That's what you, you just eat up with it. And you're all of a sudden you realize, that ain't the Lord. That's not the Lord. And the thing is, is we'll go, well, I forgave them. But did you reconcile it? That's the, that's the question. So to get back in balance, we, we've got to learn to love one another. He that hates his brother is in darkness and walks in darkness and does not know where he's going because darkness has blinded his eyes. In chapter 4, in verse 7, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God. In this was manifested the love of God toward us, because God sent his only begotten Son into the world that we might live through him. Here in his love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us. Isn't that something? That, that he loved us. Not that we loved him, but it's that he loved us, knowing who we were, what we were, what we had done, how far off we were from him, but he loved us anyway. Didn't agree with it, but loved us. And then sent an answer, sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. You're going to say, Pastor, you're insane. But you better hear what I'm telling you because I'm just going to read this one more time and let it speak for itself. If God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. There ain't nobody that sits in the body that you ought not be able to say, I love them. I didn't say you had to agree with everybody. I didn't say you wouldn't have spats and, and disagreements and things where you didn't see eye to eye on, but... If you let those things destroy your love, you're not loving like God because love, God loves us past our, our differences. Uh, and, he, and when we make those mistakes, God still loves us anyhow. And there are times where our brother or sister that we have prayed with and worshiped with and cried with and preached with and sung with and done outreach with and just uh, confessed to one another and, and had fellowship with one another, sometimes they'll break your heart. It happens because we are in this body of flesh and we're still just apt to act carnal sometimes. And, and on a bad day, we may be short and snippy and say something or we may just ignore people or do something just because we're in, in our feelings, we're in our head, we're having a bad day. But it doesn't mean that we stop loving each other and that we don't find a place to reconcile so that the body can stay healthy so we can still win people to the Lord. You know, in a, in a family, a lot of times you'll see siblings that'll fight, but they'll make up. You know, and, uh, and people, and you'll see siblings that, that 
it's all right for me to pick on my brother, but you better not pick on my brother, you know, and it's that kind of thing. And, and people will see one day you're punching each other in the eye, and the next day then you're walking arm in arm, and, and, and they see well, their family and they've reconciled. They're, 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 they're brothers, and you know, blood is thicker than water, and we say all those things. But, but what is greater than the blood of Jesus that has covered us all? And I know uh, that sometimes it can be sharp and, and, and painful and words can be barbed and really hurt and actions can really throw us for a loop. But I've got to stay saved. And I can't let somebody's actions or words or, or things against me cause me to lose my walk with God. I'm not going to sacrifice who I am uh, in the Lord uh, for somebody else's you know, little petty offense. Because, hey, I can't act like I had never hurt nobody's feelings. Oh, you're the pastor. You don't hurt nobody's feelings. Are you crazy? Pastor's always hurting people's feelings. Every time I preach, I end up hurting somebody's feelings. I believe you was just picking on me, pastor. I was just preaching. But, you know, it, it, we all have that. We're all flesh and blood, and we all have things that we have to, 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 to get in line. But I love the church. And I love the body. I love God most of all. I love Jesus, so I want to keep his commandments. And his commandment is that we love one another. And if God's loved us this way, that he wouldn't just throw us away or keep us at arm's length and because of something we've done, we ought to also love one another. He said no man has seen God at any time. And if we love one another, God dwelleth in us. And his love is perfected in us. In verses 20 and 21, if a man say, I love God and hate his brother, don't be mad at me now. He is a liar. The word just indicted us and said, I'm just telling you, if you say you love God but you hate your brother, liar. For he that loveth not his brother who he has seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? How? And this commandment have we from him, that he who loveth God love his brother also. We've got to love each other. We must love one another. We must show mercy. We must show forgiveness. And we're like, oh, I don't have no problem with showing mercy and grace and forgiveness. Well, you know, the thing is, is that uh, we, we don't have much issue with that because we can do that from the privacy of our prayer closet. We can pray, and, and you should. When you pray, Jesus said when you pray, Father, forgive me for my trespasses as I forgive those who trespass against me. We, we should, uh, you know, do that. We should uh, pray, speak mercy, speak grace, speak love, sincerely pray for those uh, as the Lord said in those scriptures, he said, you know, uh, pray for those uh, that despitefully use you and, and, and do that. Pray for your enemies. And, and that's what the Lord was telling them to do. But, but our brothers, our sisters in the Lord, you should never have an enemy in the house of God. You can have disagreements, but you should not have an enemy in the house of God. Uh, if there's enemies there, God's going to reveal them. And, and, and usually they end up walking out the door. But uh, the thing about sometimes that prayer 
we use that prayer closet in that time with ourselves, with God to just sweep everything under the rug. But reconciliation doesn't sweep it under the rug. It confronts it. It goes to it. It doesn't just say, well, I'll, you know, I'll forgive them right here. I'll, everything will be fine. But when you reconcile it, it's going to look at eyeball to eyeball. The word reconcile in that scripture where uh, in Matthew uh, 5 and 24, he said, first be reconciled to your brother. Uh, the word reconcile there in the Greek means to change thoroughly, to make friendly again, to consolate. And so we've got to change the way we think uh, about our brother and sister. When it's our brothers and sisters, we've, we've got to be reconciled because we're going to show up at the next service. And you don't want to be off balance. You don't want to be handcuffed, not able to even lift your hands because you can't do nothing but glare at somebody across the room. You don't want to be like sitting back there murmuring under your breath because they're at the altar crying and weeping and trying to get back right with God, but you're so upset about what was said that you can't even pray for them, that you can't love them, that you just like, they ought to be crying. They ought to be, no, no. Uh, well, they ought to be. They ought to be repenting to us, but not for the reason that your carnal mind's saying. And in fact, we should be there with them. I'm sorry if this is on my behalf. I'm sorry if it's because of what went on between us. Because he said, when you bring your gift to the altar and you get there and you remember that there's a thing going on between you and somebody, leave that gift. Don't ever think your gifting is more important than reconciliation. If you ever want to do harm or damage to your gift, just stay in that, that state of unreconciliation. Just just stay right there because you'll be unstable. You'll be mad. You'll never be what God intended you to be because uh, you've got to let that gift lie first. Don't ever think, well, God called me to preach, so I'm above reconciliation. Oh, no. He said, leave that gift at the altar. You've got to release it for a moment. You've got to lay it down. You've got to say, i got to lay this gifting down for a minute. I, I can't uh, act like uh, this gifting has elevated me above the purpose and the plan of God for the church. But as leaders, especially in the church, but just as saints of God, it should be forefront in our mind that we are always ready to forgive one another and that we never, ever, ever stop loving each other. We've got to stay uh, in love with the body with the plan, with the church, and with one another because that's the way God designed it to be. The greatest light that they ever see out in the world is us loving each other. How can we preach forgiveness and mercy and grace when we can't even show it to each other? How do we expect the world to embrace what God can do when it seems like he hadn't changed us at all because we can't act right toward our brother or sister? We've got to love each other. And when situations go unresolved, that's where bitterness begins to form. That's where divisions begin to happen. And that's where we find a lack of unity in the body. But we are workers together. We are supposed to be unified. The only way the wall gets built is when the people have a mind to work. And the only way we reach the world is when we go reaching it together. 
Because if we have a house full of disunity and division, you can bring all the people you want to through that door. You can win souls out on the street and bring them in and they're going to go right back out because the house is a mess. But reconciliation will clean up the house. It'll straighten things up. It'll get things back in order. It'll get us where we're supposed to be. Don't ignore it. Don't hide it. Don't try to just act like it didn't happen, but reconcile it. Go. He said, first, be reconciled to your brother. That means you're going to have to have a change of heart toward him. Don't ever forget that whoever hurt you is a person. Dust. Carnal at the, on the, in their best state, according to Scripture, vanity. On their best day, still comes up short. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And we need to remember that people are people. And give people, you know, allow that. We should never just use that as a loophole to act foolishly. But we should remember that we are just people. And sometimes we do quench the spirit and we don't listen to the spirit of truth and let it guide us into all truth and we say things or do things that we shouldn't and it hurts people as, as a, a recourse. Something happens. But what, I, what we as the church and as the body, instead, you know, we, we've got to be concerned with the reaching of souls. Go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. I got it. But we have got to get the concern back for the body. These letters that are written uh, to the church, many places, having compassion on some, making a difference. Others saved, pulling them out of the fire. You know, love your brother, love your enemy. These things that are said here are for, for the people out there in the world. Those are for the benefit of the church, for the saints, for those that God has already invested so much in, washed you in his blood, filled you with his spirit, set you on a right path. He's already got you into the body. He wants to keep you in the body. He wants to keep you walking right, and this is how it happens. Because we're always, we're so busy worrying about that roaring lion. He's going about seeking whom he may devour. A lot of times he, he comes by a church and says, they're doing the job for me, and he just keeps going. Yeah. I don't want to be aiding and abetting the enemy. I don't want to be a, a, a double agent for the enemy. I want to make sure that, that I know that there's a remedy for division, and there's a remedy for hurt. There's a remedy, and it's called reconciliation. And it does work because the Scripture says it works. He says, but when you don't agree with your adversary quickly, if you're not careful, you're going to hold on to it and that adversary, he's going to take you to the judge and that judge is going to throw you into the prison. It's going to cost you something. You're going to become a prisoner of your emotions. You're going to become a prisoner of your hate and your anger and your bitterness. It's going to lock you down and, and you'll think uh, you, you, your, gift, it won't, your gift won't even matter right then because you couldn't use it if you wanted to, because you're locked up tight. And then you begin to wonder, was uh, this thing with God even real at all? You begin to lose hope. Something's not right. It can be right if we'll let go and do an examination and realize I just need to be reconciled to my brother. 
the church has always had to fight against division. In Romans 16 and 17, Paul wrote to the church. He said, you need to, to mark them. Mark them that cause division. Don't have any, avoid them. When you see somebody, I don't care what their status might be. If they're always talking against people and talking about people and putting other people down, avoid them. Tell them, hey, I'm your brother. I'm your sister. I love you, but you need to go pray. You need to get that out. You need to reconcile with them. You need, you, you, every time I'm around you, all you do is badmouth them. You need to get that under control because it causes division. I don't want to be marked as one who causes division. In 1 Corinthians Chapter 1 and verse 10, Paul said, Now beseech you, brethren, by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, there be no divisions among you. Be perfectly joined together in the same mind, same judgment. Be perfectly joined together. Speak the same thing. No divisions among you. Reconcile. Get back right. In chapter 3 and verse 3, he said, For you are yet carnal, yeah, we got we were we've been born again, but you're still in the flesh. And you still got this carnal mind. And that means there's emotions and things and thoughts. He said, there's envy and strife and divisions. He said, Are you not carnal to walk as men? But the Bible says, if we walk in the spirit, we can mortify the deeds of the flesh through the spirit. Reconciliation, my friend, is a spiritual balm for the body. And we need to walk in the spirit sometimes of reconciliation. In chapter, chapter 11, and verse 18, Paul said, first of all, when you come together in the church, I hear that there be divisions among you, and I partly believe it. If there's division in the church, the world's going to know it. If Paul hears about it, you can bet the world hears about it. And people know about it. And, I, and your church becomes uh, a, just a, another uh, place in the community that people are like, don't go there. They always fighting. They always mad at each other. They always tearing people up. People go in that place looking for something good and come out worse than when they went in. That's not the way that God intended the church to be. And God did not intend people that after they've served the Lord for 1, 2, 10, 40, or 50 years to be chewed up and beat up or to give in to, to hate and anger and bitterness. But he said, I have got a balm. I've got a medicine. I've got something to right that wrong. And it is the ministry and the word of reconciliation. We are one body by one spirit, called by one name, serve one God, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. And we are supposed to be in the unity of the faith. Jesus prayed in John 17 and 21, that they may all be one as thou, Father, are in me and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. They're not going to believe that I even came if they can't be one. We kill and hurt our testimony when we are seen as anything other than unified in one. 1 Corinthians 12 and 25. He said there should be no 
schism in the body. Shouldn't be there. But that the members of the body, that's us, should have the same care one for another. That doesn't mean that you're going to go out and eat on Sunday with every single member of the church. You may not go out and eat with somebody in the church the whole time you're there. But that doesn't mean your care for them should be any less. Everybody's not going to like what you like to eat. Everybody's not going to like to do on Saturday what you like to do on Saturday. Some people don't care about Georgia football. Come on. Man, there's people out there that like Alabama and Tennessee. I don't, you know. Some people don't like the fish. Some people don't like race cars. Some people don't like hunting. You know, it just, it does, that's not what we are about. That's all right. We can be unique in those things and in our personalities and things like that, but we are unified by the Spirit and we are unified by the blood and we're unified by the name. For there, there is no other name given. And so we're all under one name. And so we've got to have the same care one for the other. That's how the body keeps functioning. If the heart in your natural body decided, I'm not pumping no more. If it could make that decision on its own, I'm just not fine. Stomach, you made me mad. I'm shutting down. Everybody suffers, don't they? Because if the heart, because the body can't live without the heart beating. Or if the lungs said, no more breath today, I'm mad. Everybody suffers. The whole body suffers. Hey, anything, you hurt yourself, your whole body hurts. You ever, you, you ever, you ever stumped your toe so hard that every part of your body hurt? You ever walked around the back of a truck and caught a, a trailer hitch on the shin bone? Tell me what part of your body didn't hurt. Your hair, your eyebrows hurt. The whole body suffered because of that little action. And, but, but you know what happens? Is immediately the hand's like, let's make it better. You're trying to will it back in the wellness and you're, everything is working. Trying, your feet are walking toward the house so we can get some ice. Everything is like, let's get this shin bone better because we all hurting because of it. And that's the way the body is. Is that is immediately we should be, what can we do to fix it? How can we make it better? How can we do that so that we stay one and, and we can keep working together and, and, and walking together and serving together and winning people for the kingdom together? How can we be that true light to the world? We can do it by reconciliation by loving one another and having the same care one for the other. Again, look, our gifting is important. God gave it to us, the gifts and calling of outward repentance. But listen, don't ever think your gifting is more important than the plan that God instituted. Uh, if, if you can't reconcile, then you're headed for a prison of emotions and carnality that will just drag you down and make you miserable in your walk with God. So keep this unity of the body, to keep that, we must have reconciliation. Now, the Webster's Dictionary says to reconcile is to make friendly again. Uh, you know, God's friendly toward us even when we weren't friendly toward him. Uh, 
And so in the Greek, we read it to be reconciled is to change thoroughly or to make friendly. So there's got to, you got, you got to start seeing people in a different light. More than just saying, I forgive you, but change thoroughly. Change your attitude. Change your actions. Change your words. Uh, if, you, if you say, well, I really forgive them, then why you roll your eyes every time you think about them? If you really change your attitude toward them, why does everything they post just burn you up? Whenever it seems like they're doing good, why does that make you mad? Yep. If we really forgive them, our attitude, our actions, our words, uh, it's going to change. Listen, what we offer up is important, but being in harmony with one another is what the Lord wanted. He said, I don't want a bunch of gifted people fighting all the time. To live peaceably, the scripture says, Romans 12 and 18, as much as lies within us, if it be possible, as much as lies in you, be peace, uh, live peaceably with all men. Let me ask you this, because a lot of people like that little phrase at the beginning, if it's possible. Yo, Lord, or Pastor, yo, Paul, he said, if it's possible, well, then I'm going to ask you this. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? Can you do all things through Christ that gives you strength? Uh, with men, it may be impossible, but with God, all things are possible. So Paul didn't write that as a little loophole there to say, there'll be some that you'll just never be able to live peaceably with. I can live peaceably with anybody because I ain't out hunting to fight nobody. And if I can keep my mouth shut, I can live peaceably with people. And if I cannot post, I can live peaceably with people. If I cannot gossip, I can live peaceably with people. Or I know it's like a switch swinging in here today. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, though, this is what the, the body needs. We've got to have this. Uh, this is something that God gave us so that the body could function as it is intended to. And so if you leave it unreconciled, it will get worse. And the reasons that we continue in any wrong emotion or thoughts towards an individual is because we, it's not that we haven't said out loud in our prayer room, I forgive them. It's because we have not been reconciled. We, we have to change the way we look at, approach, or handle the situation. We've got to get in agreement while we are in the way. Because I don't want to be cast into a prison again of my carnality of my emotions of bitterness of envies things that are unlike God where I can't see a person that Jesus loves anymore I want you to remember something when you disagree with somebody don't think just because you disagree with them and you got a gift that God don't love them no more if they truly sincerely hurt you and do you wrong don't think that God don't love them no more what if the very one, you want to be like Jesus? He healed and fixed the ones that hurt him. It was him. It wasn't anybody else. It was him. He went to the cross. He was lied on, beaten, betrayed, hurt scorned, mocked, spit on, kicked, punched, whipped, killed. 
but he loved the very ones that done it. And some of the very ones that did that were there on the day of Pentecost for Peter preached to him and said, this same Jesus that you crucified is both Lord and Christ. Well, what do we do? You've got to get reconciled. Well, how do we do that? Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. What he said? He said, you'll repent. That's to change your mind thoroughly, do something different. You'll be baptized, and the blood will be applied. And guess what? It'll wash all that wrong that you did away. And the Bible says we're brought near by the blood of Christ. You'll be brought closer to him, and then he'll fill you with the Spirit which is the spirit of adoption that puts you into the body. You have been reconciled back to God. Now, what if somebody hurts you and the only one that can fix that is you? What if they hurt you for, what if the reason they hurt you is because they heard you said something or did something so they're going to get you back and that's why they did what they did and they're actually wrong in what they did and if you would just take the time to say, hey, what went on? What happened? Maybe you could fix them and get them out of their bitterness, out of their anger. And you could be reconciled and you could realize it was all a misunderstanding. And now the one who was the injured party is the one able to heal this situation. And that that makes you like him. That makes you like Jesus. That makes you, uh, uh, you're applying that balm that medicine that God gave the body so the body can be what it was uh, supposed to be. Like I said, we're, we're, we're trying to add people to the kingdom, but we're not trying to fill spots of people that had left. But like, Our reason for winning souls is not so we can fill empty positions. It's cr- to create new positions. We want to keep the ones we got. And the way we keep that and the way a body stays together and the way a church survives is through love and mercy and forgiveness, but reconciliation as well. Now, the question, the burning question is this. Well, what if they won't receive it? That's not your problem. If you go to someone to be reconciled and they won't receive it, not your problem. If you go to do everything you can to fix it and they don't receive it, not your problem because God, the Bible says God reconciles the world unto himself. In other words, he has offered what it takes to be a new creature, to change everything, he, he, to make all things new, to let you be born again, filled with the Spirit, washed in his blood, sanctified, justified. He offers all of that so you can be reconciled, but does everybody receive it? But he still offers it. If they won't accept it, it's not your problem. Everybody won't. But, you know, and and just like it's not on God, if somebody doesn't accept the reconciliation, it's not on God. But God did not just keep it to himself. He came to us in the flesh to reconcile. In John 15, 13 and 14, greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends, and you are my friends if you do whatsoever I command you. He said, I'm going to make you new. I'm going to change you thoroughly. I'll, I'll make you my friends. And so reconciliation worked when Jesus did it. And it can work when we do it. Because that's the way God intended it. Do you think God put reconciliation in there as just 
well, this might not work. He don't ever get, there ain't no guesswork in his plan. He knows reconciliation will work if we use it. Our problem is before we ever open the cap on it, we're like, that ain't going to work. I know how they are. That's, that's, that's that. And basically we're saying that so we don't have to confront it because nobody likes confrontation. Nobody likes to feel uncomfortable. Nobody likes those kind of things. But, but all the peace that you'll have when you know I've done what God said to do. I wish it would have went different. I wish it had worked. And sometimes it will work out. But sometimes they're just like, they're not there. They're not ready for it yet. But they'll always remember, they came to me and tried to fix it. But I would not. They'll, they'll know. They'll be, they can't deny it. The Lord's seen it. You've seen it. They've seen it. They know what's true. But it does work. But let me tell you this about reconciliation. It takes sacrifice. You will sacrifice your ego, your pride, your hurt feelings have to be pushed back if you're going to reconcile. But being able to have peace of mind, being able to sleep at night, knowing that you did what Jesus would do, that you have been more like him today than you ever have, more than any message you ever preached, any song you ever sung, a prayer you ever prayed, when you went to another individual and said, let's get back in favor together, you've been more like him than, you, than you've ever been in your life. So be reconciled. Stand with me this morning. Right on, right on my time. Be reconciled and, and keep yourself out of that, that prison. Don't hold on to stuff that'll get you locked up. Get rid of it. <laughs> I love the body. And I, 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 I look at it, I compare it to the natural body all the time. I think, what a marvelous work this natural body is the way that it moves and can do the brain, that you know, just there ain't a computer in the world like the brain. I mean, it's just in the way the systems work and flow and move and work together and keep everything going. Some, when, a, when a body is just completely healthy, I mean, just all cylinders firing, you know, just going. But then when there's an issue, how there's parts of the body that go into that protection mode, go into that healing mode and begin to release things and do things so that you can be better, that you can be fixed. And that's why when you get a little cut and, and uh, the body starts fighting so there's no infection and it's doing things to heal things. That's why it doesn't stay an open wound. It heals up. Sometimes you don't have stitches and things. But, you know, if the body wouldn't heal, even stitches wouldn't matter. You'd have to have them all the time because every time you took them out, it would open back up. But the body... Once it is split and is put back together, if it's healthy, it'll grow. Might be a little line, a little scar, but it, that's just a reminder of a past hurt that's not there any longer because it's been healed. That's the body reconciling itself. So this body's got to get that or we'll always be suffering. I'm not just talking about our church. I'm talking about the body 
of Christ. I'm talking about that, but for every local, every single local congregation anywhere on planet Earth, if they're going to make it and be the church that God intended them to be, these things have to be present amongst them or you ever seen somebody you just knew they were sick you could just tell there's you know sometimes it's we've had friends you know that had seen them for months and then you see them and you're like wow they've lost weight or or they, they just don't look right and you know because that's just not them that's the way people will see the church Paul even said it I hear it it's, it's, it's noised abroad that there's divisions among you. And I believe it. I partly believe that just because I can see the way you're acting. So let's love one another. Let's be the church he desired us to be and let's reconcile. Today would be a good day in this house. If, hey, if you, if I, I, right now I don't know of anything going on, but maybe I, I pastor don't always know everything. Before this day moved forwards, you ought to take a moment. If there's somebody you got something that's kind of shaky, go to them and say, hey, are we good? Are we all right? If I've done anything, forgive me because I have nothing against you. Let's be, we're in this church together. We're in this body together. Let's be reconciled.